0: Welcome back to our Zealous Conversations podcast. We're on episode five. Today, we're going to be talking about forgiveness. And here with me, I have Jonathan.
1: Hello, oh, JJ. I can't believe we're already doing number five. Yeah. Seems we like just we just started, started this and it just
0: rolls. Yeah. Know? Just a disclosure, just disc- disclaimer, a disclaimer. I'm recovering from an illness. I feel gross. Um, my throat. My my nose, everything just sounds weird. I might be sniffling, so if you're wearing headphones, this is going to sound really gross. Yes,
1: but it's better than it was on Monday. Oh, yeah. By, by far.
0: Yeah, I'll do my best to sniffle away from the microphone, but just just for you. <laughs> there you go, just the one. So
1: our topic today is forgiveness. Very broad topic.
0: Yeah, very hard for some people.
1: Well, and really, we can do it two ways. The, the forgiveness that God offers to people. And the forgiveness Mm -hmm. that we're supposed to offer to other people. Yeah. There's great power in forgiveness,
0: uh, both divine forgiveness and in human forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think for a long time, before coming, I guess for a lot of people, before coming to Jesus, you just struggle with the idea that you could be forgiven by God. Like there's that whole, uh, you're, you're poor in spirit. You realize your need for a Savior. And suddenly you realize the weight of your sin. Mm. You're like, how could God forgive me for what I've done? I've done this and this and this. So, you know, how is there forgiveness?
1: Well, and that realization, that desire for God's forgiveness is really an evidence of a person finally coming to the truth and coming around. Because lots of people today would say, I don't need to be forgiven. These people and these people and these, my grandfather, my uncle, my my cousin, you know, this guy, they did this thing to me. So I'm the victim here. Why do I need to be forgiven? And until we can come to an understanding that we need the forgiveness of God, we really cannot approach him at all. We really can't know Jesus as Savior.
0: Yeah. I've been looking at uh, the Beatitudes, and uh, that first one, you know, Blessed are the Poor in Spirit. Um, Just kind of doing a study on that. And to be poor in spirit is just realizing your need for a Savior. Uh, And then kind of going through, uh, he gets to Blessed are those who mourn, uh, mourning over your sin and realizing the the extent of, of, of you know the things you've done. Um so I, I can see, you know, it's just uh, like like I was saying for me, a, a lot of it was before coming to Jesus was, you know, look at all the things I've done. You know, I, I felt that conviction, mm-hmm. which is godly conviction. He mm-hmm. he put that in me to realize it. Um and before when I was, you know, out doing my own thing, I didn't I didn't see it. I didn't or I saw it and I didn't care. I saw it and I didn't. I didn't see the extent of it, but one day it just hit me. Like, you know, I, I'm I'm broken. I need a savior, and this this has to change. Um, but how could God forgive me for the things I've done? How could God forgive me for the people I've hurt? Uh, for the things I've done to myself, you know.
1: That was godly conviction, godly sorrow. Paul calls in Corinthians, and it leads to great things. It leads to forgiveness. Yeah. This. Which is the pleasant green land stretching before me. I've come out from under this dark cloud, and God has washed me of my sins and pardoned me. And now, before me, there's a life I can lead that I never would have been able to lead covered by sin under the weight of all that sin. God is able to forgive us, and it makes us, it brings us into our best life.
0: Yeah. Something that brings me joy, something that refreshes my soul is remembering that Uh, what God says, he doesn't even remember our sins.
1: Yeah, that's Psalm 103. Let me read that, uh, 8 through 12. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. That's beautiful. They're gone forever.
0: Yeah. Just they, they don't exist anymore. Right. Micah you, says
1: he casts them into the sea of forgetfulness.
0: Yeah. They're, they're drowned in the ocean. No longer to be remembered. They're they're yeah. gone. So once you've experienced that forgiveness. You know you don't have that weight on you and when you experience true forgiveness you realize that yes i did those things or yes you know i'm i'm broken and i've I've messed up um but once you realize that god you know he doesn't hold that on you like he doesn't say yeah but remember three months ago and he did this mm. he says you're forgiven and when you're forgiven you're wiped clean
1: god's forgiveness is not like human forgiveness because oh, when we do something to someone here they remember it forever you know, the classic saying is forgive and forget. I don't think it's humanly possible. I think the best we can hope for as human beings is to forgive and learn. Mm-hmm. But forgetting, only God can do that.
0: Yeah, forgiving doesn't mean forgetting. No,
1: I, that's right. Are I can, different things. Yeah, my
0: personal testimony is, you know, my dad, alcoholic, um, abusive, cheated to my mom. Um, didn't really do too much for me in my life. Uh, I can forgive him, but that doesn't mean I have to forget right. that he's, you know, the actions and the the, decision, the the decisions he made. Well, and the best
1: thing you can do from that to turn that into something positive it, mm-hmm. is to learn from it yeah. say, I don't want to be, let, let my dad be to me yeah. an example, but a negative example. I don't want to mm-hmm. do what he did. I want to do better. So you can forgive him and learn. Yeah. But I don't think we can ever really forgive him. Forgiving
0: doesn't mean forgetting. Right.
1: That's kind of a beautiful ideal, but it doesn't work out in reality. No. And the other thing we need to think of before we move on to uh, our forgiveness of each other is the consequences of living under sin without God's forgiveness. Mm. People think they're living great, living large, and doing whatever they want to. But on the inside, there's shame and regret and guilt. And these things give us all kinds of physical trouble, emotional trouble. There's a lot of people today who are taking pills because of guilt and repressed uh, Mm -hmm. things from the past. I don't want to think about that right now, the Scarlett O'Hara thing. You know, I can't think about it right now. I'll think about it tomorrow. But if we come to God honestly and lay our lives before him, And ask for his forgiveness there is a therapy in that it is good for our souls healing it's It's healing healing. and God offers that
0: yeah it's it's available to anybody who's ready to just uh, surrender and say God I can't I can't you know earn my way to heaven I can't do this on my own I need a Savior that's that's who Jesus is he's our Savior because without forgiveness we are you know in in the hands of God and his wrath and it's a scary thing to think about but it's it's truth and truth isn't uh you know subjective it's it's truth jesus says i am the way i am the truth uh and i am the life and uh, the truth is that without a savior you know you you can't be saved from what's coming and what's coming is is hell an eternal separation from god
1: forgiveness acknowledges god's holiness what's coming is mm-hmm. the judgment of hell because sin is wrong It defies the holiness of God. It defies the justice of God. And uh, it's not going to just go away. God's not going to wave a magic wand and say, poof, it never happened. Uh, Justice came to us and is implanted in us from God, and he wants justice. These wrongs have been committed. How will they be made right? They can only be made right through Jesus.
0: Yeah. And And the only
1: way I can get righteousness and be made right is to be forgiven before God by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ becoming effective in my life.
0: Yeah. So now to like segue, um, righteous or, you know, wrongs need to be made right. Mm. And our human thinking is vengeance, revenge. Mm. Uh, Revenge is a a dish best served cold. Mm. Um, So we always want to pay back the people who wrong us. Sure, and, and re-
1: vengeance and revenge is a motive in crimes.
0: You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so police detectives looking for
1: the motive. Well, they this guy did this thing to him, and this guy did this back to pay him back.
0: You you, know? you look at the the Old Testament laws, uh, an eye for an eye. You know, if this if the builder's mm-hmm. house falls down on the person who's living in it, then the builder has to be put to death if it kills somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot of like, uh, you hurt me, I hurt you. There's no forgiveness. Yeah, just, and
1: society's on a on a on a seesaw.
0: Yeah, you know we got to get it to balance. And then Jesus comes, and he says, um, "If a brother sins against you, forgive him, turn the and other." cheek. He cheap.
1: slaps you, turn the
0: other cheek. Yeah, and that's uh that's here in Matthew 18 uh, when Jesus tells the parable of the well. My Bible says the unforgiving debtor. But yeah. What did you call it? The
1: unmerciful servant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, there's you know, young guys, old guys, doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: What they call it is still a great story. Yeah,
0: Tell it to us. So it says uh, here in Matthew 18, starting at 21, uh, he says, Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Like, just pause on that moment for a second. (laughs) Peter is like, all right. He thought he was being so great. Yeah. Look at me. I'm such a forgiving guy. Yeah. What do you think his motives were when he was like, really? How many times do I got to forgive somebody? You think he was looking for like a solid four times, eight times? I
1: think that I remember that these kinds of questions were questions that students put to their rabbis in that day. Uh, Remember the legalistic system that these guys are coming out of, that there's a rule for everything the uh, Pharisees and the religious teachers had taken the Ten Commandments and multiplied them to an nth degree, 613 yeah. 13. rules yeah. for life. And so they were always looking for the rule. And it's a wrong way to look at morality because you're saying, yeah. well, how how close can I get to sin without sinning? There's an yeah. old story about a guy who was hiring a chauffeur, a rich man who was hiring a chauffeur and he's doing the interviews, and he brings this guy in, and, he gets, and his question to this guy is, now, if you're in my stretch limousine, and you're driving me up a mountain road, how close can you drive that limousine to the edge without going over? And the guy, the driver, kind of, the, the, the potential driver says, well, uh, well, I you know, I could uh, I could drive you two feet up to the edge, and, I, and we go over. Okay, thanks. He brings in the next guy, and he asks him the same question. How close could you drive me to the edge? And the guy says, well, I can get you one foot to the edge without going over. And he asks the next guy to come in, third guy to come in, and said, "How close can you get me to the edge without going over?" And the guy said, "I wouldn't drive you anywhere near the edge." And the guy says, "You're hired." <laughs> that's what. <funny. laughs> I don't want anybody driving me next yeah. to the edge. But in morality, we always want to know how how far can I go before it's sinful? Yeah. And I think that's
0: Peter's real question. Yeah. So let's continue. Verse twenty three. Uh, so Jesus just said uh, seventy times seven, and there's significance in those numbers. Um, he says, "Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought uh, who one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars." Mm. Thank you, NLT. Yeah, uh, that's I'm good sure modern th- translation
1: that that puts it in our world. Yeah,
0: millions of dollars. Uh, in the process, one of his debtors was uh, sorry, I just reread the same verse. Uh, he couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king. Okay, he-
1: before you move on. Yeah let's just realize together that if this man and his wife and his children and everything he owned was sold the debt would still not have been paid
0: Mm -hmm. this is an
1: unpayable debt
0: i don't think anything i have would account to a million dollars
1: yeah yeah so this this debt that this guy owes this is an unpayable debt it's insurmountable he would have faced consequences but his consequences would never have matched the debt that's Mm -hmm. an instructive moment right there
0: So go on. Jesus continues. So he says, But when the man left the king, uh, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant repayment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged him for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. It's a little bit of a hypocrite there. Yeah. And this hypocrisy gets noticed. Um, Continuing, verse 31. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent this man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Mm. So much in
1: Jesus' story. So many things you can do with that. God is the king. All of us owe God a sin debt that is unrepayable Unpayable. that we couldn't do anything about. So God does the thing to make the thing paid. God pays the bill for us. Through his son, Jesus. Through Jesus, which is the the miracle of our salvation. Yeah. But since we've been forgiven like that, since God has forgiven me of every sin and cleansed me and qualified me for heaven and given me the righteousness of Christ, then surely I can be gracious to those who do something wrong to me, uh-huh. right?
0: Yeah. Forgive as you've been forgiven.
1: How many times are we told that? In the Lord's Prayer, it says, Lord, forgive us our trespasses. As
0: we forgive those, we trespass against us. We trespass against us. us. We hear it time after time, and it's just so hard to put into practice because, like I said, we're human and we have that, like, vengeance. We want want revenge. We want to pay back those who hurt us. But Jesus says it plain as daylight. Forgive. Forgive those who hurt you. Forgive those who owe you. Forgive those who you know, do wrong by you, just as you've been forgiven for your unpayable debt, so you forgive others. And it is related somewhat to the, to his instruction
1: in the Sermon on the Mount, why I worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye. How can you think of saying to your friend, let me get, help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. We... Assume that we're so righteous and virtuous and perfect. And this guy has done this thing to me. This guy's cursed me. This guy's taken something from me. And I have all the wisdom and virtue on my side. And he is the wrong. And I'm going to go and thump his head because he deserves it. We're pretty wrong too a lot of times. Yeah. This- we, we have a two by four in our eye. We're worried about that guy over there is a little speck in his eye he did wrong. He, what about him? What about you? Yeah. What about me? Who am I? I'm a sinner. I'm somebody who's done people wrong intentionally, unintentionally all my life. All of us are broken. We leave a trail of damage behind us. Mm-hmm. If we don't get forgiveness, how can we function if we don't give forgiveness? How much damage are we willing to create? Yeah. We don't know enough to take revenge. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. He's someone who knows enough mm-hmm. to to really
0: punish the
1: evil yeah. doer.
0: Only God is good and only God is just. Um, uh, I think forgiveness can come easier when you realize uh, the amount, like the debt that you've been forgiven. Mm. Gratitude.
1: I, so forgiveness comes from a heart of Gratitude.
0: Yeah. Realizing, you know, just like that servant who pleaded for his life um, to be forgiven. And mm-hmm. the king says, all right, fine. You can keep your life, your wife, your kids and the things you have. So so God says to us, all right, you can keep your life, your your things. Um, but go and do unto others what I've done to you. Go and forgive others just as you've been forgiven. And uh, just kind of realizing, you know, what you've been forgiven of I think just makes forgiving others a little easier. Because realizing that, you know, um, you're a sinner and they're a sinner. And no sin is greater than other sin. Sin is sin. Um, well,
1: and it's beautiful. Humility is beautiful. Pride is our, one of our great sins. Pride is I'm the good guy and everybody else the bad guy. You can't always be the uh, hero of the story. Sometimes we're the villains of the story. Uh, Another thing that happened in Jesus' ministry was the woman who came and washed his feet at Mm. Simon the Pharisee's house. The Pharisee always thinks he's the good guy in every story. He's the righteous one. And here is a supposedly fallen woman who's washing Jesus' feet with her hair. And uh, Simon's kind of judging her, looking down on her. Jesus says, Simon, look at this woman. She's washing my feet. You didn't wash my feet you didn't exercise the custom of the day and politely wash my feet when I came to your home. You didn't even make one of your servants do it. She's doing it herself. Why is she doing this? And he says, who do you think loves the most? The one who's been forgiven much or the one who's been forgiven little. Mm, I remember and, that. And Simon says, uh, I guess the one who's been forgiven much. And Jesus looked at her and says, see, she's been forgiven of much sin. So she loves greatly. She loves extravagantly. All of us are great sinners. Those of us who realize the wickedness of our sin and realize the greatness of God's forgiveness, we ought to be the most gracious forgivers in the world.
0: Yeah. Forgiveness should be synonymous with Christian. Mm. It should be synonymous with believer. So think about that. This week, as you listen to this podcast, think about forgiveness, read it in the scriptures Matthew 18, uh, starting at 21, and Psalm 103, 103. verse 12.
1: Micah, about I didn't look up the Micah reference about the deal, but there's plenty of texts about forgiveness. Use a Bible concordance and look up the word forgiven and just find all those scriptures and meditate on those. Make it a project.
0: Yeah. So, with that being said, Jonathan, I forgive you. I
1: forgive you, JJ, from all my, with all my heart.
0: <laughs> y'all, y'all be blessed.